You are about to opt in to Monerotopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. Hello, hey. hello. Hi. Sorry, guys, we're a little late. Please let us know about the sound because that is the most important thing. Yeah, here. I think we're good. I think Sorry. we're good. Yeah, we we're hear ourselves. Yeah, actually, hello. what, we're only like five minutes late? We're only five minutes Considering, late. Considering uh, we're running around like maniacs. up in a, on a finca in Guatemala. Not too bad. I think we made it happen. We hope so. Guys, I got to say, Sunita uh, really, really is ride or die. I what was it. Three, Jesus Christ. A few days ago, <laughs> uh, one day before boarding the this flight. is wednesday <laughs> let's, let's let's head down to guatemala um because we we're running into some issues with our coffee supplier kind of lost communication with the guy that we were working with at the farm that was you know essentially shipping the coffee out to us he was the guy that introduced us to everybody on the farm he was the guy that uh, helped us get the monero wallets in the hands of the workers on the farm really great guy um but for personal reasons he fell off the map so uh we took it into our own hands and we booked the flight and ran down here. And the reason why we did it now is because we wanted to get a fresh <laughs> green beans in time for Monerotopia, which is only five days away. So we did a quick little weekend trip down to yeah. Guatemala. It's been nonstop action, but it's and been awesome. We kind of had to reintroduce ourselves to the people in charge of the farm, let them know what was going on with the Monero wallets and how their workers have these wallets and that continue to get coffee from them. Um, and it was a whole process. Uh, Guatemalan culture is, you know, it's interesting to navigate. Uh, Sunita speaks Spanish. I do yeah, not. Yeah, he kind of gets lost. So it's so like I'm sitting there trying problem. to translate what people are saying uh, and then trying to, yeah. It's there's a lot of you know, uh, pe people kind of assume the worst around here, I feel like, initially with people, right? I mean, people here are but amazing I, Yeah, people in general, are sweet here. But, like, they're very guarded. Uh, I think I said this the last time we came on the show. Like, you know, you everybody... You can't blame them. They're, they're know, skeptical about... Lives in their own little New people, here. especially, you know, so, not uh, from the So country. it took, so, took some cajoling to convince <laughs> them and to, to kind of get us back into good graces with farm, uh, which we managed to pull off so far, seems like. Uh, we're here. We're filming. We're here, we're here uh, filming. We got behind the the city walls here. Yeah, I, literally. I mean, this. We literally. Is, yeah, we came um, yesterday morning, knocked on the, <laughs> the door of the finca, and here we are today. So, I mean, we apologize for being ten minutes late, but we were like scrambling around, making sure the internet was good, giving you a beautiful view of the farm. I kind of really wanted you guys to see the farm and see where we're getting the coffee. Yeah, and... I mean, well, this background doesn't do justice at all. No. This is just like kind of the main. Uh, you know, area where the, the the owners hang out and they have their offices, but you might be able to see there's a big volcano back there. Maybe it's later on, I can try clouds. to take go around. And then there's another volcano over there, and then the, the you can't see it here, obviously, but there's you know acres and acres and acres of coffee plants. Um, 
for us. Uh, but we had a Wi-Fi. Is. Uh, but it is mission accomplished. We got green beans. We bring some, per, some personally back. And then we've established uh, a means where they'll be shipping green beans to us. When I say green beans, so these are beans that haven't yet been roasted. So what we've been doing with Petutus thus far is having the beans roasted down here, actually, on the farm. And the, the guy that we that was helping us out, which was shipping them up to us. Uh, but now we're transitioning to having them ship us green beans. And then we're going to have them roasted locally on demand in the U.S., We've made friends, uh, you know, it through in the Monero community. They're going to help us actually do the roasting. We purchased a small roasting machine. You'll see it at the conference. We'll see. Well, that was, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll have an, a sample one at the conference. Um, we'll be roasting beans live. And the whole idea is now, so when you get your coffee, uh, it will be freshly roasted on demand. So it should be, should be, uh, should be pretty cool. Yeah. Why we're doing this. I don't know, guys. We're just, we're just crazy, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it's pretty cool and definitely oh, been an the, experience. the most promising exciting thing is all the workers remember us you know once we once we got back onto the premises running into everybody saying hello we asked a few of them if they you know held on to their monero wallets and luckily they said yes they have their keys they're, they're keeping it um you know not everybody fully grasps and understands what what's going on with it but it, it's nice to see that they at least took it seriously enough to hold on to it so they're they're getting those tips that are that are coming their way um but yeah yeah i guess let's uh let's move, let's move us along we have well, a we, tremendous show yeah we have a great show non-gratuitous related this no. just kind of came out of left field uh so we're five days away from the conference so we have a bunch of great guests on today uh that are going to be at the conference but i guess let's go through uh the, the website because you let's made take a few. it away yeah we don't need to show no? the website again i mean guys it, the website speaks for itself monerotopia.com check it out it's constantly kind of in flux even in these final days as some speakers are dropping out new speakers are are actually uh popping in we have the new panels too it's just insane uh instead of one one panel we're gonna have three panels now that's also gonna help condense the the talks a little bit so we're gonna have should be a jam-packed day guys yeah, <laughs> when you see the schedule you're, you're gonna need the gratuitous yeah you're coffee. gonna need the coffee and just night. come energized and just ready to hang out all day long talks start at eight <laughs> o'clock I, I i think i i start the intro at 8 a.m yeah, and the way we have it laid out basically every speaker is gonna have like 35 minutes to and including q a talk and, and transitioning Q&A. to the next speaker and transition to the next speaker then the panels will be about an hour long so we're going to have a regulation and policy panel uh we're going to have a panel on the monero circular economy the regulation policy panel is amazing check it out we have some really 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 interesting people that are on there um the monero circular economy we're going to have vic from cake on there we're going to have the coin card cards guy on there um we're going to have divi chain um right uh yes the debbie chain we're garrett yeah garrett garrett who's one of our new, new yeah, sponsors new, yeah new sponsors they're, yes db chain yes thank you db kind of they're they're a lot of people i've never even heard of them they're like behind the scenes they're big monero liquidity providers so really interesting and they're going to be part of that, that panel with cake economy. wallet thank you for sponsoring and it's actually cards. happens to be thank all you. the sponsors yeah which is yeah, really not awesome all them, so. but all like most of the sponsors part of the panel so um and then what was the uh other panel that we have we have uh uh, Thorchain oh, and Haven. Yes, yeah, the, the Monero Interop. Yeah, That's why I wanted to show the website. Monero integrating <laughs> with uh, Haven and Thor. So that's really big news that's in the pipeline for people who haven't been following it. Uh, so we're going to have uh, discussions there.
there taking place live the conference. So we'll have a rep from Haven. He's not going to be live. He's going to be, it's Ahawk and he's going to be, uh, you know, virtual. Uh, and then we have somebody from Thorchain. He will be live in person. Um, and then we're trying to get somebody who kind of knows the more Monero side of things, Monero tech to also be a part of that. Uh, we want somebody that could ask Haven and Thor the, the difficult questions and particularly Haven. Um, so, you know, we're not looking to just kind of give a platform to these other projects uh, where they can then, you know, kind of shill themselves. We want to, you know, do what Monero does, what the Monero community does best, which is, you know, ask people the, the tough questions um, and, and be skeptical about things, which I think is is healthy to do uh, in an open source community. So that should be good. And then we have a bunch of other speakers. Oh, <laughs> big news um howard chu so yes howard chu he was originally part of this conference and then at some point he wasn't sure if he would be able to make it in any way uh he's back in and he's gonna do a he's gonna it's gonna be virtually unfortunate unfortunately but it's great that we have him because he's gonna be talking about you know the, the decentralized mining component of monero which was part of our original vision with this conference we wanted to talk about what we saw as kind of all the main pillars of monero um mining decentralization being one of them so that's big news we have him um let's uh let's move along what's the yeah. next segment um i guess let's just do the price report let's get that going the monerotopia price report segment is sponsored by local monero avoid using kyc exchanges buy and sell monero directly for fiat peer-to-peer -peer. oh hello how's it going hello good morning guys Good great morning. to see you. Great background. I think I, I missed the first couple of minutes of the show. Uh, which place is this? We're in Guatemala. We this came up. The, uh, the San Rafael Yuri uh, Farm in Antigua, Guatemala uh, is where we get our coffee from for gratuitous. So. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> especially a bit curious about the volcano in the background. I hope yeah. I hope you guys stay for safe for the for the session. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, actually, last time yeah, last we time it actually here, did erupt, it was, it was and they closed they... the airports. But it was like right when we got here, so by the time we left, it was fine. But yeah, crossing my fingers. No rumblings. We, <laughs> we want to get back. Yeah, yeah and I think the show, your uh, Monerotopia show, starts in like a week, five days. Yes. So, uh, days yeah so yeah, yeah good luck for it. I, I i hope i would have made made it but Aww. i cannot but well, we'll probably next time there's always next time, <laughs> okay, always next time. Yeah. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. Maybe all right location next time. yeah go ahead jump into go it ahead, yeah. if you We're can try, try to uh make this one not not as brief as you can because we have a super packed show here and the, we'll get the uh the guests on but, yeah that is good that is good it's it's a short one so uh this by report number 16 uh, so right now the markets are praying. This is like one of the photos from the stock markets. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen next, hopefully to the upside. And I think we are already seeing green signs where we are uh, headed to the upside. Um, in this report, I'm going to just briefly discuss upon uh, the technical price action and some of the transaction growth details. So let me jump on into the charts. Um, it should be the next one. Yes, so we are hanging on to around 50. It's pretty much neutral. Uh, and it's pretty pretty good because we have come a long way in the last couple of months. As we see, it's rising steadily. And I'll be happy if it stays this way while the market moves up slowly because that is going to be more healthy than having a greed index of something like 90. And that's not very healthy sign because then we are asking for a correction. This is the chart of the total crypto cap. And last time uh, we saw this single candle. This is this weekly chart. 
and um, I was expecting a breakout above this this trending line, and we have clearly broken out. That means, given that this is Heiken Ashi candles, we should be uh, getting along this trend upwards. Um, the the only thing is, I'll come to the BTC chart in a moment. So we are seeing a healthy trend, and also the RSI is uh, yeah not oversold in any way. It's pretty much neutral. So I would expect if the market continues this way, we're gonna uh, test. 52,000 in the coming days. Uh, this is the Monero USD chart, and I have drawn the RSI as well as the Max CD. And uh, pretty interestingly, Monero is hanging around the 220, which I've been constantly reiterating that this is a resistance level, and we are trying to form a base around this 220 levels. So uh, I would like this to be comfortably broken on the upside, and looks like we are heading that direction. So I would like uh, us to stabilize around this 220 levels for as long as possible, so that we are sure that is a fundamental base before moving back up. So it's uh, fingers crossed at the moment. This is the BTC USD chart, uh, pretty much same as the total crypto cap. We are uh, the signal line is heading up. That means uh, this is the weekly chart. Yes, RSI also not oversold. So I think the trend is uh, heading in the upward direction. I would see somewhere around 51, 52 to be a good resistance, and I would like us to remain above 47,000 in the coming days. So I would give it like a week or so for us to head. So something in sync with Monerotopia. Let's see uh, where we go there with Monero as well. <clears throat> and um, yes, this is the uh, Monero transaction growth, which I had shared uh, a few days ago on the Reddit. This is interesting to see that we have been constantly, this is the average number of transactions. Sorry, this is the minimum transactions we have seen during this course of, uh, during during this period. So between 2014 to 17, we the minimum was 1,000 transactions in a day. And we go into the future and currently we are sitting about 15,000 transactions a day minimum. So I think the average is around 22,000 of uh, per day uh, over the year. But this is a very healthy sign. So I would say that in the coming year as well, we would be seeing something on on the rise which is a pretty good sign. And yes, I can cover a few more, but I think since you're short of time, I can uh, just let it go at this point. So we are, as a summary, we are seeing an uptrend and I would continue this moving ahead, especially for Monero. We are seeing a beautiful Heiken Ashi candle. So uh, let's see where we go with this. Awesome, right, man. Awesome. So um, it's this, this is nice. So we're going to see, uh, hopefully continue to see a nice uptrend in in uh, in tandem with the Monerotopia event, right? It, it looks like uh, we, we, it might be some good prices. Yeah, it looks like. Uh, the only thing is like, I would like to see a full green candles uh, with open and close. Um, so it looks like we are heading in that direction and this perfectly matches with the breakout of the max CD indicator and RSI is also not oversold. So it looks like uh, we have some run to go in the coming days. Amazing. Uh, everybody lo loves what you do here. Uh, I think there's some people that literally just tune in for the price report and I don't blame them. You do you do a great job, man. So thank you so much. Um, greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for thank joining. We appreciate well, it. Thank you so yeah, much for um, thank a little tip. Uh, his address is in um, the description. And yeah, thanks to everybody. Uh, I'll tune offline. Have a great right. show. Awesome. Bye -bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Alrighty, so move on to the guest segment now. Right. Go, go, go. The Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source and you always control your own keys. Hello, hello. All Hi, right. Luke. Can you hear us? Maybe not. Luke, are you there? Luke, maybe he stepped away from his computer. I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? <laughs> 
How's it going? <laughs> yeah, it's going go. good. How you doing? All right. So I, I've actually, I don't think I've ever watched Monerotopia. I don't know how you guys do it. Do you just have everyone on on once or are we going to do one at a time or how does it work? Uh, well, yeah. So we have like the different segments. So we have like our little intro that, you know, that we just did. And then we have our price report. And then we usually have one special guest per cool. week. That, that was you this week. We, but we had somebody else that was supposed to jump on too, um, but he can't Actually, make it. Can. So okay. it's just you, man. It's and just then, you. Uh, oh, really? After Ooh, the pressure's on. Guest, I don't know. <laughs> After our special guest segment, we we do like a quick little news report, and then we open it up to the community to the floor, where everybody have... jumps on stage. Yeah, so, good. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess I haven't talked to you in in months since I was on Monero Talk, but you know, when we did that interview, I actually kind of regretted doing it at that time because I guess it was like a month afterwards. That's when El Salvador had this you know bit, whole Bitcoin thing as legal currency. So uh -huh. th then I was like, oh, there's so much I want to talk about with that because. <laughs> I, I feel like it's been kind of a disaster, to be honest, but, um, you know, I don't know, maybe we can save that for later, but, um, yeah, well, no, we'll give us your quick take on that. Is it, is it because of, you know, the, the fact that it was essentially mandated as legal tender, so forcing people to, to use Bitcoin, what, what, what's your, uh, your big concern with the, well, there are a lot of concerns. <laughs> um, the thing is, I think everyone knows Bitcoin, the Bitcoin chain itself is not really usable. I, I mean, in the sense that it's not scalable, of course people need to use lightning people need to use a whole lot of things to even get the bare functionality out of bitcoin right now and what happened in el salvador i think you interviewed a guy actually i want to say last month i forget his name he, he was a guy who was in el salvador at the time when it became legal tender I, yeah, do you so remember his name yeah hold me down at monerotopia as uh, one of our press partners oh mark okay uh, Mark, right? Mark, something. Uh, Fazan, but the guy. Uh, Mark Fa Fazan. Fa yeah. Farzan. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Either way, you know, he, for those people who haven't seen it, he actually did a pretty good um, documentary of him being down there and stuff like that, which I actually ended up watching most of it. And um, the, the I think it illustrates some of the big issues that Bitcoin, as it's coming to the, you know, if it needs to scale to fit this country and stuff like that, well, it is being implemented in the worst possible ways because Salvadorians have this this proprietary know your official government app that they installed. Uh, they don't have to use it, but you know, 99% of people, of course, don't know anything about Bitcoin. They don't know anything about peer-to-peer -peer digital currency, any of that kind of stuff. And so what's really happening is the government is using this theoretically free and decentralized system to kind of increase the digital control grid. You know what I mean? Um, so it was really worrisome to me. I mean, I, I think that Bitcoin, um, you know, Monero, of course, is very usable as a currency now, and it continues to be, and it continues to have, of course, privacy and the really bare minimum features. Um, you know, I really feel that Bitcoin has just gone further down the road of, uh, you know, it, it it is more and more liable to be exploited. I guess that's my view on it. So yeah, I mean, couldn't couldn't agree with you more. Um, I do think he did a great job at exposing that. It's interesting because you know, even down here in in Guatemala, um, obviously, so Bitcoin hasn't been mandated as, as legal tender here not not yet um uh, but you know mo most people kind of like the the nor the normal pe people on the streets um you know they're apprehensive about crypto uh, yeah even here you know at the, at the finca where we're you know where we get the coffee and we gave people their wallets they're you know um they're just trying to figure out what the catch is you know yeah. they're, they're, they're assuming they're in a, you know I, I i can't blame them 
Um, yes. uh, so what's interesting about the El Salvador thing is you could point to that and say, well, you know, especially the people here in Guatemala, well, look what happened in El, El Salvador. It's used as legal tender. So it, it gives it validity and they start to, you know, regular everyday people start to gain some trust. In. So I think it's good in that respect. Uh, I think it's good in kind of being a gateway of introducing people to crypto. Yeah. But I totally hear your concerns in that the way they're introducing people is through oh, yeah. these confined walled gardens, so to speak, where right. it's not even like you're really truly using crypto. Yeah. You're kind of still on these, you know, uh, controlled avenues. Uh, right. My, my, yeah. my hope is, and I guess the grand hope is overall, is that it does essentially end up acting as a gateway and people then yeah. move outside of these walled gardens and start to use crypto more appropriately peer to peer without using yeah. these, you know, government issued apps where they, you know, essentially have control of your, your data. Right. Yeah. I mean, to be clear, I think it's a great thing that they have Bitcoin as legal tender. I don't think that's a bad thing, but right. it, it really is showing how easy. I mean, Bitcoin is not an automatic automatic liberator. It's not something magical um, because it, it still can be very exploited, especially when people don't really understand what the point of it is. And, you know, one, I guess, helpful development. I mean, this is kind of one thing that's happened recently, right, is that a lot of people are starting to understand the point of having a decentralized cryptocurrency. It can't be censored. It can't be manipulated. You can't, you know, print infinite of it. Um, and I think a lot of people who don't, who aren't familiar with, I, I don't know, Austro-Libertarianism or something like that and aren't afraid of censorship, cryptocurrency is just like, I don't know, what's the point of it? It doesn't do anything, right? I can send someone money on pay PayPal, but things have changed a whole lot just in the past couple of years. And, you know, this is one of the reasons that, you know, if we we're going to have this massive global system, it has to be based on, you know, free and open source and decentralized currency technology. And, you know, right now, Monero is kind of, I mean, out there for usage. So uh, there's no, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Oh, of course, among the watchers of this video, but you know. <laughs> um, yeah, once again, to totally agree with all, with all those with all those points. I guess the, the other encouraging thing about El Salvador, the, does it does it eventually lead to all cryptos or, you know, a, a number of cryptos being legal tender? You know, how long does it does it stay just Bitcoin only? Does it transition into cryptocurrencies in general or, you know, more than just Bitcoin? What, what's yeah. your, your take I mean, on that? It's tricky. Like a lot of governments. Now, on, on one side, I... I like the idea of who cares about what the government is saying about these guys. Like the, the real goal, and I think I said this in our interview uh, way back when, the the goal of any kind of technology project, and especially a cryptocurrency, is not to, so that it happens to escape regulation, but it has to be built in such a way that makes regulation irrelevant, okay? That's the ideal. So, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, I, can, I have a permissionless system like Bitcoin that can just send money and no one can stop me. But, you know, if it's visible to to governments and things like that, it you might as well, I mean, you're going to be thrown in jail if you do something that the government doesn't like anyway, right? So it doesn't make a difference. And, and that that's where Monero comes in. But um, as for uh, our other cryptocurrencies going to become... Um, you know, more, are, are they going to become legal tender or something like that? I think the tendency of governments now, uh, this is definitely true in the United States, is to separate them into two different categories. And that is currency cryptocurrencies, which are actually very few. I mean, it's like some of the big ones like Bitcoin, Litecoin, Monero would probably be one of these, um, like cryptocurrencies that are, are supposed to be used as currencies. Whereas 99% of the things on Ethereum and stuff 
stuff like that, they're not really currencies. They're really tokens used on some kind of software system. And so I think there's a possibility that if governments know enough about what's going on, they might broaden their reach to say, okay, well, Monero could be used as legal tender or Litecoin or something like that. Um, I think it's another step to say something like, I mean, and it's questionable if, you know, a lot of the Ethereum tokens are even currencies in the first place, but, you know, I guess they're kind of similar. Um, but either way, I, I think once you start saying, oh, we're going to branch out to more cryptocurrencies and stuff like that, I think it gets very legally confusing. And this this is even for people like us, but, you know, I for governments, I think that's something that might take quite a while to happen. I think that El Salvador is kind of a unique case of one particular president who was just really familiar with the stuff uh, based on his exposure to other people. But, you know, that could happen again, I guess. So Yeah, and he uh, obviously, you know, holds Bitcoin. He has his Bitcoin bags. Uh, I'm sure, you know, there, there's financial reasons as to, as to why he's so pro-Bitcoin, um, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the most stories... What was that? Go ahead. I, I was going to say, you know, this, I, I will just say for people who don't know, the, the El Salvadorian thing is very worrisome, especially because there's a lot of people who are putting money onto these apps. Uh, and that money is ultimately under the custodianship, not just of the government, but uh, under a U.S. company that they have do their custodianship. Things are very screwy. So that's just another example of how, um, you know, because Bitcoin can't, you can't just use Bitcoin even in the way that you can use Monero because the Bitcoin network just has too much traffic. There are too many fees, things like that. Um, you know, it is just, it's not in a good position. Really, no cryptocurrency is in a position to just be the perfect world currency right now everything needs development monero needs development there's still a lot of things that you know it needs to be improved by but bitcoin is probably the worst i mean it's it's barely functional uh, and you need all this other stuff built on top of it for it to even do anything you know so how do you how do you ultimately see it playing out what's your, your what's your current take on how things you know do play out i mean we see that the the number go up engine that that bitcoin runs on is so so strong uh it pulls people in it turns them into btc maxis and then they're just willing to ignore all these flaws that we're talking about you know people ultimately really don't care as long as they see their their value go up they don't care that it has this attack surface and that it could be co-opted by government uh you know most people aren't thinking in those terms maybe about the thing what they really care is you know their one bitcoin is worth more tomorrow than it is today and right be able to you know cash and whatever uh go go live live that liberated life um so how do how what what happens like how 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 do people start waking up to people more people start waking up to monero what is it that ultimately pushes them over it when on the other side it's kind of that number go up that's pulling people into bitcoin because that's really what i see is the the dynamic um you have the btc bag holders that you know claim these for all these reasons that we're talking about but what it really comes down to it is about number keeps that they're willing to ignore these issues and are okay with you know ignoring something like Monero. yeah well i think there are two things that are inevitably going to happen on one side the number the number will keep going up but it will it will have diminishing returns and we've already seen this like if you look at the quote-unquote i don't believe in bull runs any of this ta stuff i'm just inherently skeptical of it but if you look 
over the past couple of years, you see drastic diminishing returns to Bitcoin, right? I mean, it, well, it's still getting great returns. It's better than the stock market, better than most everything else. But we're not going to have like, you're not going to get 10,000 X on Bitcoin at this point. Um, and in fact, this particular, this last cycle that we've gone through has been a mess. Like Bitcoin hasn't even hit 100K. Everyone thought it was going to do that like at the end of last year, you know? Um, and I think that will continue. Like Bitcoin will still go up and there will be ups and downs. But I think the people motivated merely by making money, they are going to be, they're going to have less and less uh, to, to work with because this is just a fact of life. As Bitcoin gets bigger, yeah, it's going to get bigger, but like the percentage increase is not going to be as big. That's just the fact of life. Um, so I think that will happen. I think there'll be less motivation for people to, who just care about money and stuff like that. And on the other hand, you have to look in terms of, uh, you know, as I said before, a, a lot of normal people, they don't really see the point of cryptocurrency in general, let alone Monero, right? Um, but just in the past couple of years, or really in the past couple of months, let's be real, you know, you've had the 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 financial closures of you know the can Canadian truckers. You have these really absurd uh, boycotts of of Russia and, and not just Russia, the, the not just the Russian government, random Russian citizens and things like this. That is just totally unpredictable. Um, and that's what we get. I mean, that was not a threat that people really had to think about a couple decades ago. Oh, is the American government just going to say that the money that the Russian government has is just not real? It doesn't count anymore. Um, that's not not something that that uh, people had to worry about in the past. So I think they will start thinking uh, in terms of, okay, well, let's see, how, how can we solve this problem? How can I transact value on the internet without having to use PayPal or Stripe or MasterCard or any of this kind of stuff, uh, which is all very inefficient anyway? And the, the answer is simple. You use technology that's designed to do that, that's supposed to be a decentralized currency. And I think anyone who really starts looking at, at cryptocurrency seriously, um, they're going to end up at, at something like Monero just because it, it's good at doing, I mean, it's not just private. Privacy is usually the thing that people talk about most with it, but it really does pretty much everything right. Um, so that, so it's a two-pronged thing. Big, the number grow up people, they're going to be sorely disappointed. You might still be able to, you know, Bitcoin might make a 10x, you know, within the next couple of years, but um, I, it's not necessarily you're going to put in your weekly pay and become a billionaire like you could have done in, you know, 2010 or something like that. So yeah, no, no, re really good points there. Um, yeah, I mean, you could only, you know, yeah, maybe the, another 10x, right? At some point, uh, you could, you could only, you could only get so big, right? The the GDP of the of the, of the world is only is only is only so big. Um, and and so, to be yeah. clear, I I fully expect Bitcoin and Monero. I mean, I. I don't really think Bitcoin's going to disappear. I know that may maybe you and maybe some Monero people are like, oh, Monero is going to take over everything. I, I do feel that Bitcoin will, just by virtue of being there first, is going to continue. And I fully expect it to be worth millions and millions of dollars, but it's not going to be worth trillions of dollars and make people all this, this money, you know? <laughs> Right. Yeah. People aren't really doing the math of that. Um, however, something like Monero uh, has has a much, much, much longer way to climb the, the potential growth there. Uh, you know, I think. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Much, much larger than, than Bitcoin. How so where, where do you ultimately then see Monero um, sitting against Bitcoin? So you, you see, you know, Bitcoin maybe going into the, the millions of dollars, you know, with the market cap in the in the trillions. Do you see Monero? 
Monero being alongside it, you know, also with a, you know, multi-trillion dollar market cap type thing? How, how do you see that playing out? Well, you know, I, I'm always very sheepish about making very specific predictions because in reality, we don't know what's like, there could be some technological development within the next five years that changes everything. Oh, we can do decentralized consensus way better than proof of work. So let's use this instead. Or, you know, I, I'm not quite sure. The Monero team, they could all go crazy or die or something. Like, I, I, I don't know. There are too many variables I'm not sure about. But I do think that, you know, if you look at any kind of technological standard, you get a whole lot by just being first to the to the race, right? And Bitcoin is first to the race. And it, it's going to, even if Monero can best every single thing it does, that is going to count for a whole lot. So I don't know, will Monero, I mean, if Monero passes it, I think that Bitcoin will be, you know, gradually become even more useless. But I think people are going to expect, uh, you know, I, I can't make exact percentage, you know, estimates if that if that's what you're getting at, uh, because there's just so many variables out there that I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to plan on anything, right? I, I don't know. No, man. no, I understand. Yeah, I don't, don't want to put you in a tough position there. Just trying to get kind of your overall look at it um i do what do you think of this idea of you know maybe talking about more about monero as being digital gold but just the way you know as is done in bitcoin you know i feel like people are very reluctant in, in monero land to use that meme uh but it's it's quite effective and there's there's a, a lot that it's very easy to convey you know when i like once again if i'm talking to people in guatemala it's very easy to say hey you you know there's only 21 million so you know if you get if you get some now and everybody's trying to get some it's going to go up with monero it's a little harder to explain those things it's literally the same exact dynamics uh, but yeah. it takes a little bit more abstract thought to realize that. Uh, but my point is, what, should should the Monero community be okay with and encouraging uh, spreading this meme of Monero is is going to be digital gold? It's you know it's going to be going up in value as the network grows. It's or should we just stay more focused on you know if you need Monero, use Monero because that's always been the thing, right? Um, yeah. Monero, it's a tool. If you need to do censorship resistant transactions. If you need digital cash, use it. Uh, and we kind of shy away from saying it's it's also potentially as good, if not better, digital gold than than Bitcoin for certain reasons, primarily, you know, the fungibility. Right. But just yeah. what's your take on that? Well, I think the reason people are catty about calling Monero digital gold um, is just because I think everyone knows when they say it of Bitcoin, it's kind of a cope. Like Bitcoin, again, can't really function as a currency without all this technology built on top of it. So they're like, oh, well, you know, it's digital gold, at least it does something right. right. And that's kind of a silly thing. This is a silly thing they say. So, and, and I don't think there's an, anything inherently wrong. I mean, it, it, Monero is digital gold way. Okay. Maybe you can say because it has tail emission, it's different. But functionally speaking, uh, Monero is digital gold in the exact same way. And if its network can prove to be much more useful, by definition, you are getting the same good that you're going to get out of Bitcoin as more people join. By definition, the price is going to be go up, going up in terms of fiat do dollars. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine to call Monero digital gold, but it, it can do so much more and it does do more. That's just one of the, the little perks. Like it's not the only thing as it is with Bitcoin, right? Yeah, no, no, totally, totally agree there. It just frustrates me that 
you know, when when it's it, the Monero community is is reluctant. I don't even know if it's that the Monero community. I think it's more the Bitcoin, the influence of the Bitcoin community on the Monero community, right? Yeah. So it's like this is this is our me. You know, Bitcoin is digital gold. Not you know, we're we're digital gold. And oh yeah, so if you if you need to, you know, if you truly need digital cash, you can use Monero. But you know, it's just a tool. Uh, it's ultimately going to trend to zero against Bitcoin because Bitcoin is digital gold. So you know, I I would like to see more of of the Monero community kind of sticking up for themselves and being like, you know, Monero competes with Bitcoin on, on that front. Uh, I think we're reluctant to, I guess also too, because we don't we don't want to push the Monero maxis, uh, Bitcoin maxis away, because as soon as you say yeah. that, then it becomes confrontational. Yeah. But I, I do think it's, it's time we start, you know, being a little bit more vocal about that, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Monero does pretty much everything better than Bitcoin. The only disadvantage is, again, virtue of Bitcoin being first, it has a larger, larger network more name recognition things like that and you know again there are many times when the the first guy who get comes to the table wins you know even if they're worse but i mean the, I, and i think i think he, did you have the guns and bitcoin guy on at some point or no we did it we did not you did not okay never mind Seth, by the way yeah, he, you know people were like making us, a, guns and bitcoin guy what did you say uh, guns and bitcoin uh does not like uh monero talk there's a, there's a whole bunch of drama there uh, oh he's, okay sorry yeah. i didn't know I really, yeah, yeah. I, i'm sorry too i don't know what happened. if they're listening yeah. we're, we're sorry yeah well you know them and you know many other people have come out and saying oh well look at all these monero transactions we get like a lot of more people are using monero than they are bitcoin um you know i i i don't have a you know i have a, a store where i sell books and stuff like that online but i don't accept crypto but there was a period last year when i was testing like how many transact you know i i was accepting monero ethereum bitcoin and bitcoin over the lightning network um and far more than half of the um sales that i got were from monero and probably second was ethereum and then i only got two payments with bitcoin and then zero over the lightning network so if that tells you anything about adoption i mean i i think monero is is honestly very undersold in how widely it's used. I think a lot of the movement on chain on Bitcoin is really just speculation. And well, that's true of any cryptocurrency. That's probably true of Monero. People are buying it to, to hold it. But in terms of usage, I think I, I, you know, there's no way of proving this, but I have the feeling that Monero is just the uncontested winner in terms of real world use. I mean, even now, even if there are a lot of people who don't accept it now, I mean, that, that's my feeling. Yeah, to totally agree with that. Um, we should say, you know, so so Luke Luke is going to be at Monerotopia. He's going to be one of the morning opening speakers, getting everybody excited about about Monero. Luke, what what is your talk going to be about? Do you know it? Do you have you like, kind of like uh, zeroed in on what what you'll be discussing? Uh, I think we have you down as uh, like in a general topic of uh, why Monero matters. So in the morning yeah. we have why. Why liberty matters, why privacy matters, and then we have a, a why Monero matters, and we, we put you right. in that. Right. So, so I guess I just have to talk about everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I I guess oh, I guess you know I could be talking to you here, and I'm stealing some of the thunder from my talk, so you know I shouldn't. Uh, but I, I I think the in general kind of the things that I've I've talked about already, um, the fact that the world is now in a position, right? People are starting to realize we really need some kind of free software uh, censorship resistant technology to transact value okay that's that's a universal desire that's something that we absolutely need um and again people people didn't have this realization even five years ago okay it's it's something that's relatively recent
recent. And, you know, Monero is really the, the best solution right now. And I, I fully expect Monero to even be, to, you know, more scalable, better and better in the future. Um, so, you know, more around that. I, I'm also the kind of person I'll just tell you, I don't, maybe you can, maybe you can uh, tell. I'm the kind of person I can just get up in a stage and talk about something, right? Like, <laughs> so I, I will give you my slides because I always give the slides, you know, just to make the, the, uh, the hosts less nervous, but I am definitely the kind of guy who add, back when I used to teach in universities, I just go up there and talk about what we need to talk about. That, that was my style. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely get that impression, man. You do a great job. Uh, oh. I think that's why you have so many YouTube subscribers and followers. You're really, really good at conveying uh, information and, um, you know, distilling complicated topics and expressing them, which is why it's very encouraging and exciting to see that you're, you know, essentially a Monero advocate. You know, it's uh, oh, yeah. it's nice to see a big brain interested in, in Monero. Um, you know, that, that's a great indication. What did you what did you teach, man? I didn't even know that. What were you a uh, professor? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I taught, uh, so I taught some linguistics classes. I've taught um, some like kind of computer classes and things like that. I've, I've taught a couple things, um, but I, I used to work at UGA and uh, the University of Arizona after that, um, kind of as a graduate lecturer and, and assistant and stuff like that. But a couple of years back, I just got sick of the university system and I was like, screw it. And, you know, basically just left without finishing my PhD. I, I think all the greatest minds nowadays are PhD dropouts, frankly. Uh, so I like to be among them now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so th that originally was what I was going to do. I was going to be a professor. That's something that I enjoyed. But, you know, in, in my view, I think the, the university system is is very corrupt and not even enjoyable to work, work in, even if you're that kind of person who has that kind of inclination. All right. Yeah, we're um, super excited to meet you down there in person and everybody else. We're going to keep the show moving along. Uh, we actually have somebody that what's 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 your name again, man? Jack. 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 We just met yesterday. Oh, yeah. uh, we were walking on the streets of Antigua. He recognized us. I was wearing a Monero T-shirt. He's like, hey, Monero guy, Monero talk. Uh, and yeah, sure enough, Jack knew us. We went, we had a cup of coffee. Uh, uh, not surprised. He's a super awesome dude because he's into Monero. Um, and uh, he agreed to jump on the show today. We had an amazing conversation about, um, you know, kind of fourth turning type of stuff, um, new world order. Uh, and so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have him say, say some, some words. Uh, but before that, we're going to do the price report. Luke, if you could hang, hang around, please, please do. Uh, cause sure. then we'll, we'll, we'll open it back up to get everybody on stage, but I think we'll, we'll jump, we'll do the, new, we'll new jump through the news second. and then we'll, uh, we'll talk to, talk to Jack and we'll get everybody else on. All right. Thank you, man. Uh, this was a big one. EU parliament votes for Bitcoin privacy busting rules. Uh, the, my understanding, the legislation wasn't actually passed yet, but what they're, what they're proposing to do, what they're asking to do is they, they want to basically KYC AML uh, hosted, uh, unhosted wallets, uh, which, you know, I don't even know how they plan on going about this. But the idea being, you know, if you, if you had your, your crypto on Coinbase, for example, uh, if you were sending it to an, another exchange, they would want to know, you know, uh, the, K, the, 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 
identity of, of who it was going to on the other exchange. But now, even if you're sending it off, off, you know, off exchanges, and you're sending it to a non-hosted wallet. So let's say, for example, you're sending it to somebody's Cake Wallet or your your own Cake Wallet. You know, a, a wallet where you're, you know, the person holds their own keys. They want to know the identity of of that person that holds, the, you know, that 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 controls that wallet. Which is just wow. Talk about draconian uh, and talk about a step backwards for crypto it's no we were talking to jack yesterday about this it's, it's really no longer crypto at that point right they've managed to uh basically completely um c- control control it at that point uh and so we'll see where this goes uh but you know just scary to see that they are trying to push in this direction as luke said uh you know it's not about hoping that regulations don't get imposed on crypto it's about having a crypto that's resistant to these regulations and obviously something like monero is better suited for this purpose um because it's, it's really difficult to track and trace uh and so with monero it's like you know taking cash out of a bank you can go into a go into a, a black hole so to speak and so it'd be a lot more difficult to impose something or have a, a regulation like this be effective for the purposes of what they're trying to do which is essentially uh attach everybody attach people's real world identity all transactions so really interesting to see this development i think that the market actually i think reacted to it and i, I or maybe not i don't know but it looked like they the market reacted a little too bit of bit and kind of cooled down when this news came out um but we'll see where this goes um next story well this will be the the, the second and last story of the week uh havino uh havino is looking to be kind of the new bisc you know decentralized exchange a new bisc that's going to be based on monero they've been making a lot of progress and now they were seeking a a a, a mighty large uh, fundraising request to, to take their basically take them across the finish line um i i think they my understanding is they a lot of the the back end has been developed and now they're just they want to spruce things up and build a nice front end uh a nice user interface that the the monero community can use for the purposes of uh, swapping between monero and other cryptos uh through a decentralized exchange without kyc or aml uh so it's potentially could become a very important utility within the Monero community. And what's also interesting is they're looking to use the fees that are garnered from the users of this decentralized exchange to uh, then essentially finance uh, Monero development. And so they have a a, a plan that they're proposing uh, where they'll have essentially uh, a a board that's in control of the funds deciding how, how the funds will be used and dispersed to uh, to people that uh, are proposing projects that are in, in search of funding. Um, there, you know, there is some controversy. Uh, I recommend. I don't know, Sunita, if you have the other the other tweet. I believe it was John. On, uh, I don't know his name, full name on Twitter. You can see there, John. He he posted a really really great informative thread on on the, on the whole thing, and he kind of breaks down the pros and the cons and what he sees as being the potential risks and whether or not you know Havino is going to be truly decentralized. 
and if if we have to worry about you know who's going to be in control of this board. So I, I you know recommend people checking out that thread. Uh, but overall, John's conclusion is you know great project, worth taking the risk and investing in this um, and trying to get this off the ground. This is you know this is something we need, guys. If we're going, if Monero is going to survive as governments try to clamp down on it, we're going to need a means to connect Monero to the rest of the crypto world and to do it in a decentralized way. We're seeing things like atomic swaps, uh, Thor chain, which is very exciting. And we'll, there'll be talks on that at the Monerotopia conference. And now here's kind of a, a third major pillar, which is you know decentralized exchanges. And Havino is going to be the hopefully the one um, that Monero, the Monero community will be able to rely on and use. Those are two big stories for the week. And let's uh, jump to the next segment. It's the viewers on stage segment. It's that time where we invite you, the viewers, up on stage to comment on anything you've heard so far today, ask the guest a question, or maybe talk about one of the news topics. Come on down. Okay. I am. Yeah. I did it. All right. All right. You want to give? You want to give? Yeah. Time? So there you uh, go. Just try not to talk. Hi about guys. Yeah. Hello. Jack. Wait. Did you? Oh, you muted me. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> wow. Man. Uh, Jack, Jack, what's going on, man? Well, you got me to get up pretty early, and then I, <laughs> I, they ended up in the wrong uh, macadamia farm. But there I am. You know? Oh, you went to the macadamia <laughs> farm first? Yeah, no, the other one. Yeah, I've, oh, like I fought. No, this is the coffee, coffee farm. farm. Yeah. Oh my god, man. Okay, I got into you know, like we were talking about macadamia yesterday, so I thought it was from macadamia. So I stopped there. I'm waiting for you guys, and like uh, you oh. made it. You made it. Yeah, I made it. So that's pretty cool, man. I I couldn't believe yesterday. You know, I walk in the street. I'm like, oh, well, look at that. It's <laughs> like dog and Sarita, you know, walking around there. Like, you know, I had to say hi. So, so, so you uh, can, so you can confirm gratuitous isn't, you know, some made up thing. We actually do come down to the farm here and, yeah, and, and interact with the farmers. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, yeah, it was it, cool seeing you guys. And we had we had a great convo. We were both uh, high high on on good coffee yesterday. Uh, ironically, I haven't had my coffee yet today because we ran over here and we weren't able to get. I, I don't, I don't want to be pushy here with the farm and ask them to, to make us a cup of coffee. So I'm dying here right now because I'm in dire need because the coffee here is so good. Too. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's and, a different level. And I had a pop of Benadryl last night. I don't know. I'm allergic to something out here. Um, so yeah, dire need of the coffee. Uh, but yeah, it was awesome meeting you yesterday. So what's we just did our new segment. We got Luke that's still on. I think we have other people jumping on live now. Uh, oh yeah, we have uh, this. I can't read. Is crypto? We got Crypto Bear, uh, and then I think we have the Free Knots that are on. Yeah. Um, Jack, what was your response to the EU news that you know that we talked about? Well, it, it's just what's been going on for you know for a while now. You know, like they keep you know throwing out like these little balloons, and you know, and you know, it just fits in the whole scheme where you know they're they're pushing lately, like a little uh, like, like last week or two weeks ago, Lagarde from the EU came out and said we need a digital euro. You know, so and you know they want to control what's going on with the the, you know, the cryptocurrencies that are already out there you know so and they make they want to make it um how do you say you know like you said like totally trackable traceable everything and you know that there's probably not going to be room for a monero there in their mind you know so and but i i think you know we should just move around it 
you know, stuff, things like Haveno, maybe blockchain uh, integration, uh, atomic swaps, and, you know, and then people will find it. You know, if you can go from another crypto to Monero, and also if we can, you know, like the more services we can build online that, you know, that people can actually spend their Monero you know, and build our own ecosystems and, you know, like go from there, you know, just, you know, not worry about it. Just, just keep building, just see what they're up to and go around them. That's what I think, you know. Right on, man. That, that's what it, that's 100% what it's all about. It's not about conforming uh, to, 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 to what they want us to conform to. It's not about complying. Uh, it's about opting out, creating our, our own economy, uh, and essentially ignoring them. You know, uh, we're not doing anything wrong, man. We're just we're just living as free humans, interacting in an economy, we, and we're just using Monero for the purposes of transacting. And yeah, 100%. The way we win is just by doing that. And yeah, there's yeah. literally nothing stopping us from doing it. The tool exists. You know, obviously, we were talking about yesterday. There, you know, there are some things that need to ha- that that ha- need to happen. It will happen with the Monero protocol to perhaps make things a little more user friendly uh, and are necessary as we scale. But for all intents and purposes, uh, we're good to go. I mean, you know, it's kind of that if you build it, they were come, you know, it's been built. People are using it. But now we just need, you know, more and more people to start using it on a daily basis. Like the best thing you can do for Monero um, is use it and try to get others to use it in your in your daily life. Uh, and as Jack said, we just kind of ignore and kind of create our create our own circular economy. Yeah, and you know, the way I look at it, like, you know, every every payment you do outside the existing system is victory you know if i'm painting your house and you pay me monero that's victory it's only one little thing you know or you 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 get a vpn like you know uh, and you buy you pay with monero that that's all of these small ones you know if you know we can get everyone to do that just you know like it does, you, you cannot go you know like oh we can do everything right away with monero you know like maybe in certain parts of the the world you can do that but not everywhere but there's all there's uh, you know, in you know, on the internet, there's a ton of stuff you can do. You know, you can buy a, fly, a ticket. You know, you can, uh, you know, if I have to go home back to the, uh, my country, you know, I can. Was it Travala or whatever? You know, yeah, like Travala. Uh, they just hit uh, us up fly. yesterday. They're going to be at Monerotopia. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. You know, yeah, stuff totally. like that. So you know, just look at it. You know, like every payment is victory. <laughs> like, and that's just go go with that. You know, you that's know, a, a lot of that that regulation is also is proactive. You know, so you have money inherently is a product of the state, right? So they use it and, and you're kind of going into this new era of currency wars. And I think that regulation going to track people is just setting up a surveillance state to prevent the future when those currency wars escalate, you know, so they have something in place to battle it. I think that's one of the biggest things that doesn't often get talked about is that cryptocurrencies are inherently very anti-establishment just by its mere existence. And as much as there's been co-opting by the establishment, by the finance sector and everything in cryptocurrencies is cryptocurrencies are an option completely out of the centralized central bank game, right? Um, and I think we're really, really transitioning into that new period, right? Uh, and there's going to be a lot of growing pains and everything. And a lot of Bitcoiners fail to realize that while they're excited about price movement and people utilizing it, they forget that at some point, central banks might become hostile if Bitcoin really becomes the front runner for the new reserve currency of the world. And the last thing you would like to see is your tool for freedom become a tool for enslavement of people. 
And I think that, you know, coming from someone that was around in some of the earlier days, I think it's very frustrating that the narrative for Bitcoiners has become smash the like button, hit subscribe, get that notification bell, follow me, price till a million dollars per coin. And they get excited about things that used to kind of be worrisome. You know, a bank starts to utilize Bitcoin. Yeah, it's exciting. But when it's a, you know, compliance ridden dragnet surveillance machine, it should really, you know, pick up some red flags. And I think that's the most annoying part that there's this cultural shift inside the crypto community that was expected. You know, something gets more popular, gets watered down, happens in music, happens in art, it happens in, you know, cryptocurrency. Uh, but you're seeing a huge push to basically become compliant as long as the price goes up. And that's something I'm very thankful for that the Monero community probably shadows the original spirit of what cryptocurrencies were supposed to be. Money for the people, by the people, freedom preserving in a world that's quickly moving towards becoming a dragnet surveillance state. I think that necessarily the price movement will eventually catch up. I mean, Monero is one of the most used cryptocurrencies for what its use case is, which is being used as a currency. So I, I think price will eventually catch up. If anything, it's a great opportunity that it's undervalued. Valued. It's got some of the strongest community support from the people who wouldn't sell no matter what, right? So I think that's another side that eventually the price does catch up. Right now we're seeing a lot of geopolitical moves. And it's interesting because uh, I thought it would be like five years off from when nation states start trying to regulate proactively. And you're seeing that happen in action right now. Uh, so that's that's really just an interesting timeline because, you know, we all knew that time was coming and it's just hurrying up quicker. You see it with the, um, you know, we're, we're all very familiar with the dollar. You know, people want to ask, what is it backed by? Oh, it's not backed by gold. It's a, well, it's backed by a full military force. I mean, every country that's gone against the dollar narrative from Syria, Libya, uh, Central American countries has had issues with military action in one way or another. Well, what are they going to do? Declare military war against math and curves on a, you know, a theoretical plane? That's really where the interesting take happens. And you're seeing geopolitical countries that are taking on the risk of saying we're going to become friendly for cryptocurrency because it's an opportunity for them to be open to the future. So you see two futures in a lot of these countries, ones that enable freedom, cryptocurrencies in the digital realm and others that fight it. But eventually you're hoping that the economic impacts of enabling it just completely outweigh anyone trying to suppress it. You know, we talk about price movement and how price doesn't matter, but price is important in creating a sustainable economy, right? We all want to see a circular Monero economy and eventually the price will catch up to enable that. Crypto bear, man. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. And he's, he's going to be um, at, at the conference office. He's going to be doing a performance, which is amazing. Good to hear from you, Matt. Hey, nice to be excited. here. Thanks for Thanks. for inviting me. It was time I joined yeah. the the stream. Yeah, it's coming yeah, yeah. in hot, spitting that fire, just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and then we got yeah. Alex from the Free Knots. Yeah, but every everybody intros. You know, if you guys wanted to each give a quick intro, obviously uh, Luke and, and Jack, we uh, we already heard from the other guys on. If you want to just quickly intro yourselves. Alex, up, you um, if you if you tuned in last week's episode, I jumped on the little um, segment here at the end. Uh, AV, Free Knots, or Alex, if you know me like that. Anyway, it's cool. Um, and uh, yeah, so we got C Traffic over here. Say what's up. 
Yo, what's up, cuz? Uh, sea Traffic, a.k.a. Colombian Traffic, a.k.a. DJ Traficante, <laughs> a.k.a. Trafilo, a.k.a. Megagona. Anyways, uh, yeah, Free Nas fam, you know, we're the MCs out here. And, yo, big shout out to Crypto Bear coming in hot, spitting in hot with the with the Monero stuff. And we're excited to be at Monerotopia. You know, we just debuted the new album, the, the Which Side Are You On, at uh, Anarchopoco in February. And we were performing, like, world premiere. The stuff wasn't even published yet, and, and the people were loving it. It was hard so now that the, the cat's out of the bag and now the album's out we're getting a lot of good reviews and 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 even you know on the on the band camp the the check of change is coming in so thank you to everybody buying it so we're happy to do an encore so at Monerotopia we're gonna warm up the crowd for crypto bear with with more tracks from uh which side are you on and you know we got we got a bunch of songs in in that same vein kingdom come is coming we got silver stacks probably gonna be the first time silver stacks is on stage so the Monerotopia is gonna be a really amazing performance like you have to catch that if you love what we're doing if you love the music um you're gonna get another world premiere another amazing uh performance from all of us yeah do y'all don't that? even realize silver stacks is actually moving to Monerotopia right now as we speak so thanks He's to thanks to the this community effort and this beautiful event that we're all coming together for um we we've got you know big things happening for the free knots crew even within our own you know operation you know we've got the one of our members uh you know coming for our first show you know we've done several shows without him unfortunately this is the first time that he's gonna be able to join us um but he's gonna be uh, moving to the the free knots headquarters as we're based down here in miami he's, he's gonna post up for a while so well I'm, I'm not broadcasting from south florida that's why i'm all bundled up and i envy you guys hanging out between two volcanoes on a coffee farm my dad has a coffee farm in, in colombia he's on the side of a mountain and he sends me the the, the sun-dried beans so i know oh, how it is you guys are living the life out there um but you know i'm flying in i'm flying into miami next week i'll be there in time for the show and get warmed up and um you know and we got some surprises in store as a matter of fact um right now i'm like on my other i'm staring at my screen a session for a new song av knows what i'm talking about there's a whole brand new song that's not even on the album it's probably on the next album but i feel so good about this song that i feel like that could be like a monero Terupia exclusive and that's what we do as as live performers because the difference between being a studio rapper and being a live performer is like can you can you get the old ladies to dance can you make get to bring the funk can you make people have fun and that's exactly what we do and we're, i'm sitting on like some gold hey, right can here you get, gonna... can you get monero nerds to dance that's the question old ladies is old ladies is easy i don't know about the <laughs> you know. challenge accepted we've we yeah, now we've done nerds. it year after year at anarchopoco you'd be surprised you know nerds a lot of drugs lots of the... i mean they need drinks or something i mean the old ladies dance on their own i don't know the nerds are stiff get them out of their chair but yeah um, no, what, what i love it. about <laughs> the fact that you guys are going to be there and crypto bear and uh mike's out we have some other performers it's so Monerotopia is going to be the like the talks during the day which is awesome but then we have kind of this art component that's happening this kind of free flowing you know censorship uh you know without censorship say whatever you want to say people expressing their ideas we have the dark uh the after dark speakers we don't know who they are what they're gonna be talking about and then we have you guys that are bringing this artist element and you're not just artists that are going to be there that are going to maybe drop the drop the word Monero crypto you guys guys are artists that actually believe in the ideals behind crypto and in Monero in particular and you're going to be talking 
about uh, these concepts in your songs, which I think is is really unique, and that's what you're inspired by. And the fact that you're doing this out of that, you know, that that true love for liberty and turning it into an art form uh, is really exciting. And it's it's I think uh, maybe underappreciated. Um, I mean, I certainly do. I don't know if everybody else does, but I think it should be highly appreciated because this is you know what like uh, Crypto Bear was talking about the importance of the way you know the Monero community thinks and how there there's there seems to be this um you know universal belief in these these ideas of you know creating money that that the state can't take control of and the way we continue that meme and you know make it stronger among everybody that's involved in Monero and especially as newcomers come in is spreading these ideas and you know our show is great obviously you know I stumble over my words all the time but doing it through uh what you guys are doing through art uh through that medium is really going to be it's going to take take it to the next level and help spread these ideas so it's awesome that you guys are doing that see traffic is muted I, I appreciate that. Muted. I didn't touch the button. But anyways, um, no, it's got to be fun. It's got to be exciting. Um, it, it still has to be good art. Cannot be corny. You know what I mean? So that's the thing that we've been doing music our whole lives. And we've been doing big shows, stadiums, arenas, big crowds, different crowds. It doesn't matter if the content is oh. liberty. It still has to be good content. It still has to be amazing. It still, it still has to be fun. And that's part of what we're trying to do. And um, we got like an exclusive. Me and EV are going to do like some beatboxing. We're going to do something fun and exclusive for Monerotopia. So we want to make sure that every performance is unique and amazing and fun. Like if you weren't there, fungible performance. Exactly. If you missed it, you missed it. But we we actually care because you know a live performance um you know takes some kind of effort. It's like above and beyond just being a studio artist. When you're on the microphone, you can do overs all day long and never face the crowd. But you know, we're actually um you know that's why we've done a, a narco poco for five years and and rock the stage with like Killer Priest and Immortal Technique and Ari the Rugged Man still bringing our message and you know we're trying to like uh, infuse the culture with a wonderful message that is going to go above and beyond just this conference and it has staying power uh, for example this song we did I Wish For You with the family it's, it struck a nerve because we're talking about the next generation about empowering our children to carry on the message of liberty and for them to have more liberty than we had in our lifetime and we have kids now so you know we're, we're coming from the heart and we're coming from a real place with our music basically how did you guys get started the free not how did you guys like all find each other come together uh how'd that happen well av was the hub av was like the rizza but myself I've already had a career before that. Kingdom Come as well. AV was already, uh, uh, Silver Stacks was already spitting. But AV kind of put together the idea of the free knots. He planted the seed and it's kind of like, uh, you know, the gravity. Everybody came through because um, it, with my catalog, I had a bunch of Liberty music anyways. Kingdom Come had a bunch of stuff. With the Supreme Sorcerers, they have a bunch of stuff. So right now on, on the streaming services on Spotify and Amazon, we have these playlists called Free Knots on Spotify or free knots on Amazon and it actually shows you the catalog before the free knots was formed was already on the Liberty message so it's basically like AV is kind of like uh um yeah we call them the RZA like in the Wu-Tang sense 
like the way the RZA was the nucleus that brought all the MCs and all these talented guys, but they are all talented and successful on their own. We can also call AV the Nick Fury that put together the Avengers because the Avengers would have been successful on their own, but you put together a team, then it becomes a really crazy situation. And this album is, is you know, one of the best albums I've ever been a part of with everything, the way it came out. It's one of the first albums I can actually play for my kid and say, look, you can listen to this now because my other stuff was a little bit crazier with all the street stuff, Miami stuff I was doing. But this Free Knots album is like a lot more focused and, and the message is really clear and, and a lot of it is really beautiful. DJ Ruin gave us a lot of amazing beats. DJ Ruin was with us in Acapulco and, you know, he's he's a full-time DJ. Like, he makes a living off of it. He's an amazing DJ, producer. So, so for somehow, we're attracting a lot of, like, world-class artists to join this idea. And right now, we're working with Crypto Bear on a collabo. So we're not going to stop... Um, the innovation you know we love what we do and and we're sticking to our message and you know awesome. so i gotta thank awesome. mr nick fury over here av aka the rizza he's the he's the one holding it together more or less we just gotta show up and do our best and and kick ass exciting exciting guy i just want to uh, interrupt because i see rafael jumped out rafael, shout on, out man. to rafael laverde the crypto vigilante in the building the godfather over there the place what's to up be. I'm, I'm the number one free knock. Oh. So yeah, we were talking about the Avengers. That's this is the the other Nick Fury of the uh, the crypto Avengers out here with the crypto vigilante team, right? Yeah, I'm the yeah. number one groupie. <laughs> Literally, uh, Raphael, uh, uh, I guess uh, let everybody know, you know, what, 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 how the role you're going to be playing at uh, Monerotopia. Yes, well, I'm just, I'm going to be uh, just hosting the online event, and I, I thank you guys for making this happen. Thank you guys for always bringing everything together for the Monero community. Um, at the Monero Con conference in uh, Denver, that was a very memorable event for everyone in the Monero community, and you guys Casa put that de together. Well. Casa de Monero. I was there with you, which is awesome. Yeah, we, met you. yeah, yeah we should we should say Casa de Monero was an Airbnb that Sunita and I rented, and then we just had a bunch of internet friends, people we've never met before uh, in the Monero community. Uh, they 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 came and they showed up, and we met them, and they, we all stayed together at Casa de Monero. That's where we met Raphael and a bunch of others time. who we're still friends with. So yeah, man. Uh, it's been it's been a fun journey with you. Likewise, yeah, and um, we met Need Money ninety was there. Good time, good time. But I'm excited. I so I'm traveling right now. I I left the Amish, and now I'm back in civilization. I see cars now. I, I where where I'm at, where I stay in my uh, pseudo bug out area. I, I see nothing but buggies and yeah. horses. We're in the same situation, but we're not in the same state. But that's that's how we survived 2020. That's we right. In, we survived the, the 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 shit storm by not being in the cities. When they say leave the city, look at you guys in Guatemala. You guys left the city. I mean, that's like a common theme for us. And and it seems like crypto and and being decentralized keeps us alive, keeps us connected while not being a Affected, not being, you know, putting your neck on the line with the, with all the stupidity going on. Right on. Definitely. This is such it's a, a, a cool, I don't I don't even want to talk. I want to hear about CryptoBear and Luke. I just I just woke up, guys. I, I I drove all night long, and I'm like geeking out with what CryptoBear, the free knots, and Luke Smith. If X was here, man. Hey, X is uh, X loves you, Luke. He loves your work, by the way. Mr. X loves your work, dude. Just I need to put that yeah, out there, man. I'm very flattered. That's good <laughs> to hear. Just letting you know. And Crypto Bear, man, dude, dude. I, I don't know what to say, man. It's just 
Awesome to be here. Awesome to be here, man. I too was a big blocker wanting big blocks. And then I also wondered why the hackers were giving TED Talks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo, that's one of my favorite <laughs> bars right there. Got banned on Reddit for wanting big blocks. Oh, don't go there, Raphael. Don't go there right now. Actually, real quick, let me just, I'll drop one little thing um, that we're doing this weekend. Um, actually, today, finally, uh, not that, you know, the, the Monero community is uh, big in uh, NFTs uh, necessarily, um, everybody, but uh, we are going to put out some uh, Free Knots uh, songs as NFTs on a Bitcoin uh, platform called Jamify.xyz uh, today. So um, look out for that if you are into that sort of thing. <laughs> I know Raphael awesome, might be. Um, Luke, I just wanted to get what was your take on because you know we kind of kind of all jumped in over here. What is your take on the on the what we saw with the EU news uh, where they're trying to KYC AML uh, transactions that are even being sent to unhosted wallets? Curious what your what your take was on that. Yeah, well, you said something to the extent that you know that the whole point is is gone. Like, really, it's just a bunch of boomers who don't even understand the point of cryptocurrency because if you understand the point like wh why even have it that the point is to have a permissionless system right and th this is if, if you actually have something where you have to be kyc'd that is equivalent to just banning bitcoin or banning crypto generally because that means you're just going to have to log on to coinbase or gemini or something to do all your transactions anyway and at that point i mean what what who needs a blockchain for that? Let's just have Coinbase, you know, do do the, they, they can be regulated. And the only difference, it's like a lot of normies, they think that because you have a balance on some account that's denominated in Bitcoin, that means you have Bitcoin. But that's not the case. I mean, I think part of it is just from ignorance. Like these people have no clue what they're dealing with. They're just like, oh, well, people should be tied to their identities. And they don't really get the point that that, I mean, it's not just that it's about anonymity, but adding in that to, you know, making that required to use a blockchain makes the blockchain totally worthless in the first place. It's like, that's the whole point, you know? So, um, but I think for a lot of politicians, like, like I will be like, yes, the government is going to come for us. Yes, the government is going to, um, you know, if they realize what crypto can do, they're going to want to restrict it in some way. But honestly, right now, a lot of these regulations are just coming from a position of ignorance. He reminded me of like this congressional hearing that happened like two months ago where they had the, the, the Coinbase guys there. And, and to hear those Congress critters, that was the most ignorant thing I ever seen in my life. These Congress critters wanted backdoors to everything. And oh, my God, um, trouble, like you said, boomers or whatever. Guys, so is, is, it, is it boomers that, you know, don't understand what we're trying to do? Or is it that they understand what we're trying to do and they don't want to do it? If they actually understood what cryptocurrencies are capable of of they would be banning them not regulating them so what you're seeing is a proactive uh, approach at trying to turn cryptocurrencies from a liability towards the establishment into a finance instrument that helps them sell another product and that's why it's like bitcoin on your Robinhood account is not the same thing as bitcoin on somebody's cold storage right it's a world of difference and i think that there's this institutional push and regulations kind of walk people towards that cliff of this is a financial instrument don't you want to get rich it's just stocks 2.0 but hopefully there's still you know enough of what i would call the regulatory boards that don't fully truly understand it you know i always thought for a while that it was people not fully understanding before they created laws and then i realized that a lot of this is politicians are just front runners towards giving good sounding advice without any power behind it right no one you know you run for politics you go up here and it's like if you vote for me i'll make sure 
Every kid has a good education. Every kid has good food in their stomach. We grow up in prosperity. Or maybe I take an approach and try to sound contrarian and say, the system doesn't work for anyone. Vote for me, sponsored by big bank corporations, right? And it's just the same, you know, uh, left versus right. And it tends to, you know, I'm a, I'm a strong proponent that the last time we kind of had unity towards changing of the, the system from a political sphere was back in 2008 with everything that happened with Occupy Wall Street and everything. I mean, you had people on the left and on the right agreeing that the system, the finance system wasn't being fair and people get bailed out when they make wrong decisions, as long as those people are huge corporations. And all it's saying is we're socializing losses, but privatizing losses when it comes down to individuals. Ever since that, we've gone full money printer mode. And if you actually adjust the M2 money supply since 2008 for S&P 500, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, we never recovered from 2008. We just printed more money. And it's sad as me being on the younger generation seeing that there's such a bleak hope for the future and the younger kids because they really think they will never own a home. What was once considered standard for the American dream has become an unrealistic Instagram expectation that people believe is just a hyper reality. We don't have that standard of living and it's progressively gotten worse. And I think instead of arguing whose side on the political spectrum is at fault and which policies don't work, we've got to realize when you inherently have money that devaluates, you're empowering people to devalue from the people. Inflation is the highest political issue, I believe, in my opinion, that has led to the downfall of what I would call the downfall of the West in general, right? The standard of living going down, homes becoming smaller, more expensive, yards becoming smaller. I mean, new builds, if you guys have seen, are basically in the US, new home builds are basically small lots. It reminds me of apartment buildings. And it's all, why? Because they're trying to sell the lots based on the Fannie Mae limit for loans that the Federal Reserve will back because those are interest-free loans and it's a giant bubble. And that's the part that I, I, I wish was talked more about in a lot of those circles and everything because we all want a better world how we agree whether policies and stuff at the end of the world uh, at the end of the day is people want to be able to live their lives how they want to live their lives right but the problem is when everyone's so worried about where the next paycheck is going to come from both mom and dad have to go to work right the atomic family being destroyed has been blamed from everything from politics video games music uh what it is about you know different groups uh, coming to power but the reality is it's an economic war. There's been an economic war since 1971. I think that we're just starting to notice a lot of the what's well, yeah, but ever since we got off, like fully, fully got off the, the gold standard, right? There, yeah. There's a reason. And that's a whole other conversation, maybe for a separate thing, some podcasts or something, we could talk about why the founding fathers didn't like central banks, and they understood the problems that it eventually rises. You know, these theoreticals about eventually the children will wake up owning nothing in a country are coming to term. And it's really sad. And I could tell you, especially in the younger generations, there's a lot of what I would call not good habits. You know, drug use is rampant on the rise. And I mean, the kids today are just, they're living like rock stars who don't expect to live to tomorrow. And it's sad. And I really think it's because they've become very demoralized into a future that they've been ingrained that will never happen. You know, do they really expect to own homes? Do they expect to be able to, you know, college has become a enslavement to debt without learning anything feasible towards learning anything in a career or making money from it. But I think there is optimism. You know, I'm not here to be yelling that the sky is falling. I think there's always optimism. And that's part of like one of the greatest acts of rebellion in a draconian world is the hope and the ambition for a better tomorrow. And that's why I think that, you know, cryptocurrencies enable that. Right. Um, but it's 
you know, not to go on a tangent, but Luke, I had listened to your uh, stream, the one about the economy is fake, the jobs are fake, the money is fake, gave me a huge, huge, you know, I, you know, when you reach that weird existential crisis and you go for a walk, because, you know, that articulated very nicely. I wasn't aware of that book that you were basing that podcast on, how I've been feeling about a lot of the state of the economy, right? There's this almost existential dread, uh, especially in a lot of younger people, because you can make money. But I mean, I, we've noticed in the last couple of years, at a certain point, the money just feels like you're ending up paying more in taxes, right? It, it, it feels like, you know, the sense of community, especially yeah. with everything it, in the last couple of years. So, yeah, let, no, uh, I think crypto, cryptocurrency is in power for yeah. sure. Let, let, uh, let's let Jack jump in here. Yeah, he made some good points on all this yesterday. Jack, if you want to jump in. I'll make some comments. Um, listening about the boomers, you know, I think they just want the system to change in their lifetime. You know, for their whole generation, they've been riding the wave of inflation in their favor, you know, and they're just like, well, just giving my social security, I'm going to be fine and fuck everybody else. You know, that that's, that's what I think about the boomers. Um, you know, then about the economic system, you know, it's, it's built on, you know, like air right now, you know, basically it's been hollowed out and it's running on the dollar, you know, uh, reserve currency status. Once that falls away, then we can see where we really stand. And, you know, and with everything outsourced, say, say you, you have, you're the U.S. or Western Europe and you've got a real economy, you've got like uh, factories, you've got, you know, like you're producing stuff. Uh, if you've got a financial crash, you'll be able to work your way out of it in like two years, like, like the Marshall Plan after the Second World War. You know, you'll be able to get back up your feet real quick. But you, once that is all taken away and then you lose your dollar reserve status, you're screwed unless you already have been preparing and working on an alternative system. And, you know, and that's, you know, and the thing is there's people that try to fight this, you know, at the political level and, you know, good for them, you know, but, you know, me personally, you know, like go with the parallel system. And I think, you know, like choose whatever way you think works for you. You know, for me, it's the parallel system. I've been out of my country for almost decades, you know, and I, I just, you know, do what I got to do. And, the government you know like you know they, they're you know and then the thing about taxes you know they don't need your couple of thousand dollars of taxes you know they're printing trillions what the why do they need your taxes it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous you know anyway <laughs> so, no, no, good, good, how, good, how do you point. feel about central bank digital currencies in that respect because i think that's the end goal after all the dollar loses its standard and uh petrodollar goes away what comes next is central bank digital currencies right and and it's going yeah, to be exactly. ushered in as a savior to the economic crisis. But the dangerous side is all of the, it brings about a lot of things. And the real question is, will the alternative, you know, will the alternative with cryptocurrencies, people being able to accept them, people wanting to accept them, be viable enough and strongly built enough by the time that it's an actual option? I think that's the race against time that we're looking at. I, I agree with that. Um, you know, like, I think we've got no choice then to pursue this, you know, when it comes to the digital currency, you know, we've seen with the, the QR codes for basically the, the COVID stuff, you know, they want to make everything conditional, you know, so, you know, track and trace you, everything you do. And then, you know, you know, like you, you do something the government doesn't like, they can just turn you off. And that's, they've been doing that. They've been turning off people from traveling, from working, from all kinds of stuff, you know, so they want to be able to 
turn you off, you know? It's, and, it's even scarier than that. If you've read into any of the preliminary papers that the Fed has done into central bank digital currencies, it basically makes it sound like they're open to weaponizing interest rates depending on where you fall in the spectrum. Under the guise of it being used for diversity and empowering groups that are disenfranchised and all the other political newspeak, it's actually done to create a credit system where if you are not a viable party or wanted party or whatever group, that interest rates might be higher. Or when we do direct to consumer, you know, helicopter money, it's basically use this money within a week and only at authorized retailers like are sponsored by Walmart segment, right? It's yeah, yeah. basically, it, it creates this weird economy because it's basically beyond abstracted fake economy. Uh, and, 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 you know, it, it's a matter of time. And that's the scariest part because it really will be ushered in as a solution to a problem that really, the real solution is anything that's based on sound money that can't be manipulated. But we're expediting the process into that inflationary portion of it. And, you know, I, I think we've all had those our eyes on that and it's just quickly approaching, right? You know, it's a it's a stoplight. Will it be green? Will it be red? Who knows? But the stoplight's approaching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to- topic that, I, you know, I should have brought up in the news. Uh, I kind of forgot about it. Um, I guess it was this week, The there was an announcement that was made that essentially the U.S. government is looking into developing uh, a, a digital cash technology, not a, a central bank uh, digital coin issued by the Fed, uh, but digital cash that would be issued essentially by the Treasury, uh, something to replace you know, physical dollars. Uh, really interesting what they're proposing, uh, you know, claiming and proposing that it would be, you know, private by default, uh, and it would function as kind of a, you know, a bearer asset. It would be issued, um, by, once again, by, by the treasury to people, and then people would transact with it using, you know, through hardware devices, through their phones. There would be no blockchain involved. Uh, how, uh, you know, on a technological level, it's really going to work. But, you know, what they're proposing is interesting. And the fact that they're proposing it, uh, you know, in reaction to central bank digital currencies and there's there's some, you know, uh, politicians that are behind this, some electeds that are behind this uh, really interesting topic. Curious if any of you guys have been following that and what your reaction is to that. I, uh, I can, uh, well, like um, Ed Bugo says uh, at the at the crypto vigilante, the dollar vigilante, his take is, is that uh, central bank digital currencies in the United States um, are kind of a far stretch because doing so would disintermediate the commercial banks, meaning that your primary bank and the bank you bank with would then become the Federal Reserve. That is a conflict of interest with the commercial banks who are the cartel that are the primary shareholders of the of the central bank of the Federal Reserve. So we've seen this happen in, in Argentina. We've seen this happen in other countries where commercial banks get pushed to the side. So for some time now, um, what we've kind of concluded is that the way we're going to see these things come about would be more of a like JP Morgan coin, a Bank of America coin. But the news that Doug just told us about seems to be a very 
plausible way of instituting digital surveillance via a digital cash that they control that does not disintermediate the central banks. So it seems like they are like like they are aware, obviously, of this issue with putting uh, putting the central banks aside for the end of, of mass surveillance, and they can't do that. So I think this is a roundabout way of of having their cake and eating it as well at the same time. Yeah, anybody, Jack? Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, so they're they're bringing in a digital cash, and maybe it is because they can use it as an excuse to get rid of regular cash. Well, a lot of people wouldn't want that. So they say, well, we've got this perfect digital cash here, and then, you know, in the end, it's like you got a CBDC or you you got a, you know, like central, but yeah, and instead of digital cash, you know, so it's basically a way for to take opposition away of the people that still want cash. You know? I think fun- functionally it's going to act a lot like if you have Venmo or Cash App, basically, but the banks are basically the, the centralized host or whatever it is. So that's what they mean by private, as in like if I send a Venmo transaction, someone else is not going to be able to see what Venmo transaction I sent. Uh, apart from the side where the Fed isn't the one issuing it, but Treasury issues it, you know they're going to want to borrow that money from the Fed. So it's a roundabout way of basically saying the Fed is issuing it just with the front runner of the Treasury. It still increases the amount owed. It still increases the debt. It's going to be probably using some sort of weird accounting trick to make it seem like, well, no, we're increasing because it's technically an asset and a liability, but you know, it's twice the asset than a liability. Um, but I think, yeah, it's it's. I don't think it's going to be a good option. I think it's going to take a lot of time for them to process that and yeah they're trying to get rid of cash because cash prevents negative interest rates yeah, we, we see and we see all the propaganda preparing everybody for it you know with like you know the little signs everywhere you go is like due to coin shortages we prefer no you know no cash and all that stuff and you know what i foresee is with uh, all the you know bs talk about um you know people who, who think we need a some sort of ubi as if that's going to solve you know the economy on, on a you know macro scale or whatever um that 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 if they do do that with this combined with the cbdc's that's like you know the the shitcoin airdrop that gets everybody to you know adopt it and download their app and and you know welcome that uh, mass surveillance and tracking you know willingly you know in the last three years zimbabwe dollars like the old you know trillion dollars zimbabwe dollars have basically tripled in the last two years. You know, it's funny that, yeah, it's as like a collectible or as an asset class, defunct money is basically now basically a better store of value than the dollar's been in the last couple of years. Zimbabwe dollars are a better store of value than the U.S. dollar because no one's making them anymore. They're historic. Wow. And, but you should yeah. look up the Confederate dollars on eBay, like even those old-ass dollars. Are... So coins... But, but... <laughs> I wanted to yeah. go back to what you said about like the the collapse of like things like in in history the Incan Empire and the ancient Incans they didn't own anything it was full blown socialism so by the time they got taken over by a foreign power nobody cared so that's where it is if you don't own anything and you don't care about anything then you won't care and that's why the kids are doing drugs and we get invaded nobody cares nobody has ownership or pride or, or anything in their homeland it's like look I'll take it a step further and people talk about the decline or you know the fall of society. I'm like, 
but it's fallen. I mean, we are basically operating in a dystopian fallen state. And, you know, that's a hard thing to look at. And I think especially in the last couple of years, as we become more detached from the hyper realities by not having to be in places, it kind of clicks in that you're like, you know, everybody's just going through the motions. Uh, community building has been destroyed, which is a core aspect of a society and is needed to be built. And of a species. Yeah, of a species. And I, I think, you know, we were talking about it in the Telegram group, but I, I think social media really creates this illusion that everyone's disagreeing with what your motives or opinions might be. And we all know I, I can't go on social media and voice my true opinion as does, because if I really hit on something that's a hot take, it just will be removed. Right. But, you know, it's it's social media is basically a big environment of bot accounts and it's basically social engineering at a large scale. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily as bad as just I think we're all isolated into believing that it's as bad as it is. And, you know, I just hope that there's a better tomorrow as we progress into this because we have the tools that really open up for that. So, you know, for me, cryptocurrency, it's not about getting rich. It's a lifeline into a better tomorrow for future generations. I don't want to see future generations of kids wanting to basically look at it becomes so dismissive of a better tomorrow. And I think the biggest change is economic rather than political, political. Right. I don't think, you know, and maybe I sound a little jaded and maybe I'm too young to be this jaded, but I don't think it's a political solution in terms of who I vote into power because there's really not that much change. I think the biggest change comes out of tech innovation that changes the status quo, empowers people who became well healthy overnight and now they have purchasing power countries yeah. are you know noticing that and i'll say from a different perspective because I, I have a, a 13 year old daughter and when i wrote the verse I, I i wish for you from the album you know i wrote it for her and right now i'm teaching her business skills and um she's learning about deadlines she's learning about you know you know doing commissions and things so she's learning entrepreneurship and she's now been homeschooled for the last two years and um so it's a blessing i think the 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 shitdemic was a blessing because she had to be homeschooled um so yeah if you have kids and, and you have kids in your own home and you're, and you're staring at the future through them you know that there is a better tomorrow we know we're going to make it through this weird time and crypto is one of the many uh tools just last night i was at a craft brewery and there's like some two local dudes that I met. And just last night, I just introduced them to crypto. And the first crypto, I gave him $5 worth of Monero. I said, boom, he downloaded the, the wallet. I gave him the $5. I taught him about it. His buddy knew a little bit more. His other buddy was talking about USB sticks. And he's like, oh, he's talking about cold storage. That's like the next. So it was like, like a, you know, over a few beers, it was like a baby 101 crypto discussion. And then that's community building. That's like you and your own community, you with the people that you can affect, that you can talk to little by little we're all going to keep spreading the message of liberty and keep introducing them to the new paradigm the new decentralized paradigm and it starts like that just give the guy five dollars in monero i mean i can yeah. spare the five bucks and and it was great it was great here now you have five dollars in your crypto wallet and and you know baby steps because you know it is kind of daunting to get into crypto if you don't know about it and you know, you know over, over a couple of beers i got them to download a wallet and and and, and learn how to receive and send little little tiny interactions in your own community could go a long way and then he has a business where like he does the undercoating of cars with you know to make them rust proof and then i he got the when i told him yeah you can just accept monero for doing the same service like i saw the light bulb go off in his head i know i need to get my car coded right so you see what i'm saying this is what we talk about the community i'm gonna go get my car coded and i'm gonna pay them in crypto and i'm gonna continue the community continue the ecosystem
ecosystem and, and, and the new paradigm. The community building, like you said, they did try to destroy it, but they're not going to destroy it for us. Yeah, guys. We are shining lights. We're beacons of, of liberty. So, so the number one was... thing, one, really quick uh, interject here. The number one thing for everyone watching, and the, probably it's also the most uh, profitable thing you can do in crypto, believe it or not, if you're business oriented, is to go to meetup.com and join any crypto meetup in your area. And if there's not a crypto meetup in your area, start one. You don't have to be an extrovert. All you have to do is just coordinate with some local establishment, whether it be be a bar, whether it be a, a, a cafe, and just sit down and and just wait for people to come in whenever you schedule these meetups. And you will be surprised as to how many people in your local area are curious or, or know a lot about crypto, because these are the people when shit hits the fan in your area, these are the people you want to know. These are the people you want to start making friendships with. These are the people you want to interact with. Like C Traffic just said, right? Now he, he has a business connect that now takes, he has two business connects. We're just by hanging out at the bar that take Monero. It's that simple, guys. And I was going to say that uh, there was a talk earlier yeah, about this. Go ahead. Uh, is my audio still screwed up? Am I like delayed or something? No, you're good. no it, sounds, it sounds good now. Okay. okay. Yeah, look, look, I just wanted to get your comment. I don't know if you saw, uh, heard before. I think you may have dropped out, but we brought up this uh, topic. I should have brought it up in the news. A house bill, uh, or they, they're looking to introduce a house bill to experiment with uh, digital cash. So not, not central bank digital digital coins, but something that would be issued by the Treasury Department to replace physical dollars. It wouldn't run on blockchain technology. It would run through hardware. I don't know if you saw saw the announcement this, this week. Uh, essentially, it would become kind of like this digital bearer asset that you'd be able to pass on to people from hardware device to hardware device. Not exactly sure how, how they... Uh, you know, figured or plan on figuring that out or propose to figure that out. Uh, they're saying that it's, you know, it's going to be open source so it, the code can be reviewed and that it's going to be uh, theoretically as, as private as cash. Curious if you saw that and what your take is on that. Uh, well, you know, saying that it's open source or saying that it's private, I mean, it's probably pri more private than Bitcoin or something like that. But I'm going to assume that it's something that obviously the treasury or the government or whoever is, you know, you know, doing with this or the banks involved are going to have just as much access as they would as if it were just any other, you know, ACH transaction that happens right now. Um, I think there are a lot of, I've heard of a lot of, I don't know if this is the one that I've read about, but I've heard a lot of proposals like this. And a lot of it is just trying to catch on to the cryptocurrency hysteria. People are talking about, oh my goodness, like let's, this is going to be the future. We're going to do this. Now, of course, as you said, it's not using blockchain. And I think I said before, it's not even, like if you're not, if you're not truly decentralized, it's not useful anyway. Okay. We already have ways of transacting fiat dollars digitally. We have, we actually have a lot of them. I mean, maybe we could have one that's just more standardized, but that's, I, I think it's really just trying to cash in on the hype of, of cryptocurrency. So I, I don't, other than that, I think it's also just people just not understanding the whole point of it, right? Um, I, I do want to add to something that C-Traffic said. I 1000% agree with the idea of you talking to people in real life and getting them involved in cryptocurrency. And because the biggest issue, the biggest issue with Bitcoin, Monero, anything right now is the fact that if you, you know, if I go to my friend and say, you really need to get on in on this, it's, it's great stuff. It, we're moving towards this, you know, great future that's not dystopian. The hardest thing is when they ask, well, how do I get it? 
right? Because how do you get it? Like, how do you, how do you get Bitcoin nowadays without KYC? How do you get Monero without KYC? The easiest way, and, and this is what I recommend people to do, if you're sitting on any kind of a stack, I don't care if it's a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks or, you know, a million bucks, when you owe your friends some money, send it to them in Monero, okay? When you want, to, as, you know, we, we kind of said, like, um, it's very important, you know, I'm actually thinking about there are businesses in my, in my town, I kind of want to get them hooked up with a, a BTC pay server that can transact Bitcoin and Monero and things like that. And it's really for normies to use. Um, that is the thing that you actually want to do. If you want to get, get people involved in crypto, do not I mean, maybe it's better than nothing, but it's not ideal to have them involved in crypto by getting in via a KYC exchange, even if they're going to directly transfer that to a private wallet. The best way, if you're if you're sitting on any amount of Monero or anything else, it's pay your friends in this, pay them money, businesses involved. That's that's number one how to how to actually do it in the best way. And we can hope in the future that there's better on ramps. Right now, we just don't happen to have that. I, I think on that regard of onboarding people, I think Monero is a lot easier. I used to do the thing of, you know, handing out a dollar worth of Bitcoin at a bar or stuff like that. But it kind of sucks that eventually it was just not feasible because of fees. Right. And I think, too, if you've ever had to set up anything, um, Monero is a little bit easier to onboard than like Lightning Network, in my opinion. Right. Uh, with Lightning, you have to worry about inbound, outbound liquidity and you can lock up funds and it becomes this mess of trying to be a welcome connected node before you can even accept payments. Um, so this, you know, on chains always a little bit simpler. And I think Monero really, I think is underrepresented with how easy it is to actually accept payments. Uh, maybe there's a lack of documentation for a new version of like BTC pay server or things like that. But it's very easy if you have a website, a store and you want to receive payments, it's quick. Fees are really, really low. And, you know, you don't have to worry about, well, is this payment on a block list, black list of government watch list or whatever it is. It's just payment in, payment out, which makes it easier. You go out and about, you can pay a dollar to somebody and you don't have to worry about what they end up doing with that money. Uh, you kind of have to worry about that in some yeah. regard with some of the other currencies. You know, you go on Coinbase, you get some Bitcoin, you hand it to somebody at a bar. It turns out they went online and tried to Google how to become a drug lord. And next thing you know, your Coinbase account got closed, right? So it definitely... <laughs> Definitely, I think is just more feasible to be, you know, people say that privacy doesn't matter, but I've onboarded people with Bitcoin and stuff and I've had them where they go, oh, and then they trace back the transaction. Oh, you've got a thousand dollars on this wallet, right? You know, and it's it's kind of funny because it's, hey, these are the normies that don't care about privacy, right? But they sure as hell are nosy when it comes down to, you know, uh, figuring out where, oh, where, where's this money? Where's that? It's like, uh, it definitely, it's uh, Monero onboarding is a lot easier and every time people say yeah. that it's difficult this it's it's definitely as a merchant way easier now especially oh, actually, and let me just Monero's add easier for sure especially thanks to cake wallet you know uh, you know most of us listening probably are familiar with cake wallet as a sponsor but big shout out because for anybody new to monero i mean you know the fact that they support multiple cryptos you know when you're bringing kind of onboarding somebody uh, is is important but that monero is front and center you know because they are like you know the monero wallet in many respects when it comes to you know mobile user friendliness and stuff so um yeah and the monero.com 
you know, the new wallet as well, which they'll be introduced to. So uh, yeah, like just, I want to echo that for sure. It's so easy to just send somebody five bucks and just tell them to download this app or 10 bucks, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah when I did that Edge night. Wallet as well, because they yeah. are, they're freaking awesome. They're like a, not, uh, a non-custodial exchange, you know, they, they have, give you access to so many cryptocurrencies that are P2P. They give you a, a fiat on-ramp and it's easy to plug and play. So yeah, I think I, I agree with crypto bear monero has that advantage that everything happens on chain and because it is on chain that's the simplicity right the simplicity that elegance and design that you, it's it's private by default it's ready to go so yeah i think um you know we, we talk about a lot about the problems that everyone's facing with all these tyrants but the truth is is that we have an amazing solution here and again anyone watching this if you're not part of a meetup in your local area go be part of a meetup if there is not a meetup start one if you have family and friends that are new to crypto well at the crypto vigilante we're having a free summit on april 24th tcvworkshop.com again that's tcvworkshop.com it's free we're going to give we're going to be teaching everything for beginners plug and play it's free guys take take advantage of something that's free for your grandpa and grandpa yeah, well, April twenty April twenty second. By the way, that's the twenty second. I think not the twenty fourth. Four two two. But like Raf said, um, you know, he gave a shout out to Edge. Um, you know, big shout out to Kate because they're sponsoring. But what I did last night was with the Edge wallet. That's the one. So uh, installing the Edge wallet and getting them hooked up with it was more difficult than sending them the five dollars in Monero, right? But that's how you start. Like just. I would say everybody just start dollar cost averaging to start getting into your crypto and then, you know, one to one meet with people and, and just give them some, just give them some just so they can have something in their wallet. Uh, and, you know, there's tons of normies, tons, 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 you know, they're still brand new to this, but you know, Elon, including Elon Musk, Elon Musk is a normie. One of the things we're giving out at swag at the conference is going to be little business card size things that basically are going to help uh, onboard new people to Monero. So the front of the card uh, is going to say, you know, I uh, thank you for, for your service. I'd like to send you your tip in Monero. Please download Monero.com wallet with a little barcode. And then on the back is a place to write the 25 word seed. And so the idea being these are these are little cards you can use when you're out and about. Uh, maybe you're at a restaurant, you want to tip the waiter, you know, send send instead of leaving a cash tip you can leave a monero tip and it's just a quick easy way to onboard people because it does take time you got to sit you got to talk to people so it makes it a little more slick you know you go to the restaurant sit down get to know the waiter a little bit and you know slip them a card and be like you know later tonight i want to i want to send you a tip in your tip in monero if you if you're willing to accept it and they could you know go look at the card maybe go in the just back a tip? Down, download the wallet uh yeah sure <laughs> if, you, if you can yeah. or the full <laughs> amount man i thought you're making a make a lewd joke there uh yeah i mean sure if you, if you want to play the, play the whole bill uh but just a good way because you know you don't need to get permission from the restaurant owner yeah. you know it's easy to get people on board with tips um especially you know in places that are, are you know a little bit more crypto for like down in miami right so everybody knows about crypto in miami uh but now we just need to get them to download cake but i i personally have i don't know 
endless amounts of people, right? I mean, basically everybody I meet, I get them, you know, Every who I'm, who I'm transacting with. I try at least, at I try, houses. but I find like people like waiters Everyone. and waitresses are, are really kind of low hanging fruit, easy to do. Cause you have, you have that moment where you could, you can converse with them as, you know, as you're, you know, they're serving you. And so you have time to do it. Uh, and then this card would just make it easier. Cause they could just, you know, you know, take a picture of the QR code, download the iOS or Android. Um, and then it has the 25 word uh, place on the back so they can write their seed. Um, and just simple things like that. Yeah, I find beautiful. Like bar bar barbers are super easy to do because you have yeah. like a good 40 minutes with them when they're cutting your hair. Those are great people to onboard, get them to accept your tips. But I think that's a really good thing to think about is tips. Getting people to accept Monero for tips is kind of- A lot of libertarians have been doing it for years. In fact, I actually used to have the cards that, you know, uh, it's like taxation is theft. And so <laughs> this is a gift, not a tip because yeah, you're not required to report it. And yeah. so, you know, now this is just taking it a step further by actually offering a solution, which is- But, but, likewise, but likewise, you know, the, the dude that I was talking to last night is an entrepreneur that owns his own business. So I think entrepreneurs could, are, because what, like I said, what sparked his light bulb was thinking that I can accept my services for crypto. So he's like, how can I get crypto? And I said, well, ACH transfers into the wallet or just accept your service. That's when the light bulb went off. He said, okay, I understand this a little better. So entrepreneurs, self-employed people, these are the pillars of the community. These are the folks that I think could, could really adopt it and start to like, you know, um, integrate, you know, crypto more into the economy. And when everything goes to the dogs, we need the most self-sufficient, you know, the self-employed, the self-empowered people are the ones that are going to hold everything together. Everyone else that's like living off of giveaways and handouts, those folks are going to fold under pressure. And, you know, it's just it's, it's rough. I don't know you know who are the most important people that in your local area, you want them to accept Monero in the future? It's the bullion dealer, the guy that sells gold and silver. Oh, yeah, he already does. My guy you does. Got it. My guy, my you, guy, go. you already got your but, local no, guy? He, he's in on it. You know, he, no, when that's I go awesome, get the, dude. when I go get the, the silver from the guy he's like telling me about coins he wants to do like coin gossip with me have you heard of this coin have you heard of that coin like he's already that's in awesome. on it. he's freaking yeah that's that yeah, when it comes down to it you can you know that you have someone that can provide you liquidity in the future in, right. in precious metals so there you go liquidity and there's less counterparty metals. risk for them they don't you know there's a reason credit cards and stuff how do they know it's not a stolen credit card and then they get stuck with a bill on a bunch of gold i think the counterparty risks on crypto for for uh, precious metals is really completely undersold. And you bring up a good point about the reaching out to the entrepreneurs and reaching out to the business community. Maybe there needs to be a little work group for business outreach. You know, you have small community or small business, whatever leagues in every single small town, but maybe we should have something for Monero to help onboard in an easy business friendly way that explains the ins and outs and businesses, right? They're not people when they're operating a lot of this stuff so they might want to know how to open a uh, you know, crypto account on a crypto exchange under their LLC and things like that, which, you know, I, you know, come to think of it, I don't know if there's a lot of uh, things out there that explain it. So that's really a good takeaway. I think that's something we need to explore further. Yeah. In, ter in terms of uh, entrepreneurs, uh, good targets are people are businesses that are already accustomed to accepting cash only. Um, so, you know, we're in New York. So there's, there's, there's a lot of businesses that to this day prefer cash and actually only accept 
accept cash. They don't even have credit card terminals. They're good targets for getting them to accept crypto and Monero in particular, because obviously they, they feel like there's an advantage to accepting cash only, whatever that may be. Uh, but, you know, say, well, now, now you should be accepting digital cash, right? Here's the next thing. Um, and yeah, I think... I think we're gonna have to ra- get it get it wrapped yeah, up let's over here. Wrap it up. Uh, we're gonna In two hours, guys. <laughs> Although we did just get we did just get our coffee, which is fantastic. Uh, this is great. So everybody, you know, we're going to see you all down in person at Monero Tope. Everybody that's on right now, which is amazing. On Thursday. Can't Next wait. Thursday. Um, it's almost here. Everything, you know, in talking with the uh, Monero Circular. So everything at Monero Topia, uh, obviously that's part of the theme, right, is, you know, Monero Circular Economy. So the, the drinks will be sold for Monero. The coffee will be sold for Monero. All the vendors that we have down there will be accepting uh, Monero. All our banners are getting printed. We've convinced the guy who's local down down in Miami who's printing our banners we convinced him to accept Monero um, so yeah we're, we're trying to live up you know talk you know walk the walk in addition to talk the talk and that's what, what we're you know part of the conference as well but super excited to see all you guys down there this is awesome Luke thanks for jumping on uh, being our special guest this week Raphael thank you as well for being you were supposed to be part of the special guest session but thank you for jumping on uh, at the end uh, free knots thank you so much man we're, we're super psyched that you guys are coming down crypto bear extremely excited uh, people people love it when you jump on this show please jump on anytime you're, you're, you're so eloquent with uh, describing things uh, and super excited to see your live performance. Uh, and Jack, Jack here. Thank you so much. Jack, man. Thanks uh, for uh, fun. Fun. waking up more early than thanks normal. For noticing us yeah. on the streets. Thanks for not being shy yesterday. You never know. You never know. <laughs> we, we, we have the worst OPSEC of any Monero people there are where, you know, we're recognized in public. It's we, we, We've sacrificed a lot for the love of Monero, including giving up our own privacy, but uh, somebody's got to do it. Uh, you know, that's one of the things I always say too you know it's like we, we need people to be out there fighting out, out out on the on the on the front lines too obviously it's extremely important that we have the devs staying anonymous and doing what they need to do I, you know that's the only way that's going to work that's the only way we prevent the, the essentially monero from being co-opted but we need we need people out on the front lines that are going to interface with the real world and can be loud and proud about using monero uh you know there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it there's nothing illegal and if there ever was that that would that would be wrong right it's perfectly ethically fine to to use monero and to promote the use of monero and so uh you know there, there should be you know don't anybody that's watching this show and that's hesitant it's like oh you know you need to use it in secret you don't i mean if you want to sure but don't 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 hesitate to be loud and proud about using you know monero and getting others to use it there's absolutely nothing wrong with digital cash it's what uh, free and open societies need for sure i want to just make a quick point to that uh doug is that you know you can argue that there i think there's a perspective that you know if you're not like already like really locked in in terms of your opsec like in the dark right like where i would assume crypto bear is probably like freaking nobody knows who this guy is right which is a beautiful thing and you know if if you want to strive for that i admire that and recommend it um but for the average person who's like you know on facebook and you know has a twitter account with their real name and stuff like that it's like the more in the light and transparent and networked and connected that you are is actually maybe even better in a sense because you know it's harder to to make you disappeared um if you know you have a community of people who um you're in touch with and 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 that sort of thing does that make sense so yeah hiding out in the open very very good point yeah word anyway thanks again for having us on switch all right yeah thank you all (laughs) that man switch works too (laughs) coming on
All right, this guys, we'll wrap it up. This is, this is an epic show. We got this is like the beginning of uh, this is a yeah. taste the, of what this is the pregame. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's like be a party nonstop week. action yeah. and very. Oh yeah, uh, remind people coming into the conference to bring some spending uh, Monero on their spending wallet so they can, you know, I'll yes. Uh, yes. I'll yes. be selling yes. some That's merch fun. for Monero. So if you want Monero. some Monero hard to find merch. Well, Alex, awesome, we, awesome. Yep, that, that's true. Thank you so much for supplying that too, Crypto Bear, because we, 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 we didn't really have anybody that was just going to supply like Monero merch. So awesome that you're doing that. Yeah, yeah. anybody that's like, you got to bring, bring Monero and cash only, really, is uh, it's the way it's going to work. So, yeah. Any commodity, golden silver. All right. And drinks will be super Brilliant. cheap. Yeah, we're, we're excited about everything. <laughs> it's going to be a great There's time. coffee, guys. right? Yep, we'll have coffee. We'll coffee. have coffee. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you guys for joining us, all the viewers. Thanks. Thank you. Make sure to hit that like. See you guys in a few days. Take like care. See you in Miami. Woo, appreciate it. Love Cheers. the support, guys. Adios. Later. And we're Salud. Ending. Adios. Salud, salud, salud. Thank you for joining us on this week's Monerotopia episode. We stream live shows every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube and Odyssey. Or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Monerotopia Telegram group. See you all next week. Damn.